If you ask me, nothing stinks more than when your husband Dutch ovens you with a big, ripe, juicy one and then holds your head down under the covers. Except maybe body odor. That's why I'm excited to tell you about Lumi whole body deodorant. Lumi delivers outrageous 72-hour odor control everywhere from your pits to your feet and yes, even those private parts. As a special offer, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code and link. Use code BUNNY, B-U-N-N-I-E, at lumideodorant.com. That's L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. You guys know I absolutely love Lumi. I rock it everywhere I go. I work long hours. So if I'm doing like a podcast run or if I'm out at one of my husband's shows or just overall anxiety ridden and I'm sweating, Lumi has saved me so many times, especially a toasted coconut. I feel like it masks my odor a little bit more and especially that right armpit that always smells like beef stroganoff. If you know, you know. Once again, as a special offer for listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code BUNNY, B-U-N-N-I-E, for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's code BUNNY, B-U-N-N-I-E, at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Is this thing on? All right, gentlemen, coming to main stage next, this is Bunny. Get up there. She's got a tornado of titties coming your way. Get those dollar bills ready. She's got an ass that shakes like Michael J. Fox. So get up there and throw, throw, throw them dollars. Dude, that is fucking iconic. (laughs) What's up, you sexy motherfuckers? Welcome to another episode of Dumb Blonde. Today, I'm so excited for my guests. I have porn royalty sitting on my couch right now. Joanna Angel, small hands, Aaron, sorry. Either one's fine. Either one. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Doing good. Doing pretty good. Just yeah. uh, got in from New York, and uh, it's a lot nicer weather here. So, well, what's the weather in New York right now? It's, it's winter actually, is settling in. It's yeah. getting, it's not crazy yet, but yeah. it's getting it's getting there. It's getting there. Yeah. No, we had winter here for like a week. Uh, like a week and a half ago and I was like ready to fucking just jump off a bridge because I hate it like as soon as it starts getting really fucking cold I'm like dude fuck this I'm the same way I love the cold do you I love it but like I like it when it's nice cold I feel like in New York right now it's like cozy sweater weather which is my favorite then in like January it's gonna be like ugly cold is what I call there's like nice cold cold. pretty cold and ugly cold yes the cold that slaps Um, you in the face but honestly you know we we were in LA for a long time I was in LA for way too long um i missed seasons i missed winter um yeah. so um i'm enjoying it but i realize i'm in the minority because 
everybody else hates it i, I feel like you're either okay. a spring and fall person or like a winter and summer person like there's no right. in between do yeah. you like summertime and wintertime or well, i'm from southern california so it's all one season yeah that's right. why i'm, I'm really I'm getting Vegas. used to all the, yes yeah, you know yeah, the yeah. Game. yeah yeah totally yeah there's only one season life so, just kind of exists joanna did you grow up in new york where are you so from? i grew up in um new jersey oh, i grew okay. up in new jersey I'm one of those people that grew up in Jersey and s- would tell everyone I was from New York. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like everybody does that though. Everybody does that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You start to say that. But yeah, I grew up in Jersey and then I lived in in Brooklyn um and then I wound up moving to LA and now I'm uh, back in Brooklyn. Um so yeah, it's Growing been a journey. Up, how was your childhood? Like <laughs> let's talk about that. <laughs> I know. It's very like who? <laughs> Like, Let's well, see. She's like, which part? I know which part, you know, like childhood, childhood, like what age childhood are we talking about? Like, you know, you know from, just from zero to 18. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> let's go, baby. Let's dissect. Because um, that's what my podcast is really all about. I like to t- uh, paint a picture of everybody, like all the shit we've really gone through, all the traumas and shit, all the tribulations and trials that have made us the people that we, we are, are today, dude. Like, okay. You know, we're so, all underdog stories. I think... Um, you know, where to begin. Um, so my mother is from Israel. Um, so she, you know, so I guess I'm a a first generation American. Mm -hmm. So I do, you know, growing up and I'm, um, the first, you know, first, so I'm the oldest in the family. Um, how many siblings do you have? I have two siblings. I have two younger siblings. One, one sibling is 18 months younger than me. So my middle sister and then my youngest sister is, uh, six, about six years younger than me. So I grew up, I, you know, a lot of my early, early childhood memories is with my sister who was 18 months, you know, younger than me. Um, and it was kind of like, you know, my dad was at work all the time. I mean, my parents were, you know, boomers, you know, I guess I'm like, well, me and you are the same age. Mm -hmm. So we're like at the very, very end of the millennial um spectrum right um so yeah with my mother being um from israel she really didn't speak much english at all you know like she moved here for my dad my dad was at work all the time you know and um when we were growing up so i definitely had to do a lot of like figuring out the world and being you know the first sibling like figuring out the world yeah on your own on my own kind of you know like I, I think a lot of first generation Americans have have uh something in common like um which is kind of you know we become a little bit uh bossy I guess because it's like when you're you're growing up with a parent who kind of um doesn't understand how to like read things in the supermarket or doesn't understand how to read street signs and, and stuff like that and you're telling them at such a young age like yeah. no mom it's not this it's this mm-hmm. like I you become the kind of American traditions and she you. didn't so I was kind of like navigating her and showing her what to do it makes you kind of like <laughs> a bit of a bossy person right. I guess you're a Capricorn though too right I'm so such you're a, Capricorn. a boss by age like, I'm a Capricorn are Aquarius. you yeah January 22nd oh my god I'm right on know, the cusp there's not a lot of Capricorn there's not there's not no, right I love it but we're right there with Dolly Dolly Parton's a Capricorn did you know that? really mm-hmm. i didn't know that makes so much yeah sense. no she's a boss ass bitch exactly so. we, love we love that capricorn woman yeah boss bitch that vibe. makes everything makes sense now <laughs> yeah i'm so glad i know that you're um, a born leader no matter what whether you right? liked it or not exactly um so so i'd have to say you know just a lot of like um figuring 
stuff out, you know, on my own. I didn't have that, like, like I would get, you know, kind of like jealous of the friends I had where their mom would like kind of teach them how to dress, you know, like, like take them to cool concerts or, you know, or do this or do that. I kind of like did just a lot of like navigating on my own, um, uh, whatever. And then there was my younger sister who I you know a lot of my early memories are me and her together I was actually like pretty mean to her which is uh, really awful but I you think know, that's I a normal sister, sister rivalry. yeah yeah and I think um I used to um um I remember growing up my mom would always buy us like she'd have to buy us like equal toys you know what I mean like if she mm-hmm. bought me something she'd have to buy her something too yeah. but anyway I um I remember I used to like like a psychopath I would put tape all over all of her dolls like in the middle of the <laughs> night um and my sister would wake up and be like why is there tape all over my dolls i'd be like well your dolls tried to hurt my dolls um, <laughs> you're drawn a line and we, i had to protect them yeah i had to protect them so i would i would take masking tape and put them all over them and be like yeah so i, I had to protect them my sister would be like oh my god that really sucks yeah let's let's put tape all over them we can't, <laughs> we can't have, i don't know why i remember this as a memory um, that's awesome, this is though. what we're doing and um but anyway family you know i actually grew up pretty religious um you know a religious jew so that like uh, which me. i, I guess now now pretty. it's not you know cool to i'm sorry kanye i'm <laughs> oh god <laughs> fucking kanye man um <laughs> I guess it's not like it. It's like anti-Semitism's really in this season. I guess so. it's yeah. Um, maybe I shouldn't have I, said I that all him. Out. No, you're <laughs> fine. you're fine. We, we can say whatever we want on this podcast. Um, um yeah. So I, I, when we, you say we were pretty grew, religious, when you say you grew up in a pretty religious, what do you mean? Like so, so we weren't like super extreme. Also, being a religious Jew is different than than from what I've learned. You know, being a religious like. A Catholic or Christian or you know mm-hmm. um, I guess we we were what you would call like modern orthodox but we didn't turn on uh, lights and stuff mm-hmm. on like Saturday you know every weekend is the Sabbath for Jews right. so we would have like Friday night like Shabbat dinner um, and you know and then we wouldn't like turn on lights and stuff you know we wouldn't drive a car um, so I guess Friday nights and Saturdays were kind of like you know devoted to like religious stuff and there was actually like certain things about it that were like really beautiful you know and then there were certain things about it that were kind of bullshit Mm -hmm. I mean as I got a little older I really hated it because I wanted to go out and party on Friday nights Mm -hmm. um but you know I had to like stay home and be religious or something um I think religion uh breeds rebellion because I grew up in a strict Pentecostal house right so I mean the minute I could fucking flash my titties I was ready (laughs) yeah I was like here they are world fucking let's go Yeah. yeah exactly um so, you know, so we, we were religious, but it wasn't like, it's almost like the religion was like, turn on like to like volume 10 on like, you know, on the weekends from Friday night to Saturday night and then like on Jewish holidays. But like, other than that, you know, we, it, it didn't feel like it was kind of part of our day to day life. I mean, we kept kosher. Gotcha. I don't know. Um, it's just kind of different. Right. Than, um, it's a lifestyle, really, kind of. Yeah, yeah. But I was still able to, like, when I was around people who weren't religious, it wasn't, like, super right, obviously. weird. Yeah, you right. know what I mean? Um, so I guess that there was that. Um, you Were know, you close with your dad? You said that he works all the time. Okay, so I actually, you know, my dad was working a lot. I wasn't super close with my dad when I was younger. Um but we became a lot closer when I was older and he was just mm. working a lot. And it's actually like, it wasn't until I was older and I went through, so, you know, like I always say it with my sister and, and stuff. Now, like I have an amazing dad. 
um he was just you know he was working and i i think i like learned to like really appreciate that more yeah um as i got older and you know i went through certain things that he was just like well like there for me for so i um I don't think I really understood, but nobody understands when their parents are good parents when they're younger. You yeah, know? ever. You don't appreciate them until you're in your 30s. Um, my mom, you know, she she never really like, I it, in her heart, I know she really wanted to be a good mom. And it, it's kind of sad because all she ever wanted to be her whole life was a mom. Um, and, you know, it, it's like she couldn't. Also, my mom had like a whole lot of shit, you know, growing up in wars and yeah. stuff like that. Does you Generational know? I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, she didn't, you know, because she couldn't really assimilate with like American culture. It was hard for her to really like, right? Um, you know, and and just certain things, certain things that like moms are kind of supposed to do. Like at some point, talk to your kids about about sex, or talk to them about dating, or talk to them. You know, like my mom just. She came from a culture of like, first of all, she grew up in a war. Both of her parents died when she was younger, mm-hmm. you know, so she, so didn't, she didn't really have, have anybody. She was just her. in survival mode. Right. And then at a certain point, she was like, you know, it was kind of like her older brothers were like, oh, go like hang out and find an American guy <laughs> to take you away. <laughs> so, was it an arranged marriage? Did they have It an wasn't arranged- an arranged no, marriage. Okay. No, I mean, they met, you know, uh, my mom. <laughs> seemed like my mom kind of hung around the the American university in Israel waiting for someone to hit she on her. She was poaching. Kind she was of, poaching yeah. for an American husband. And I guess it worked. Is your yeah. dad, so is your dad American? My dad is American, okay, awesome. yeah. And he went to study in Israel for a year in college. He was actually like a Jewish history like professor. So oh, he gotcha. was like very like... I think he went there hoping to find an Israeli woman and she went there looking to find an American man. Perfect. And it just kind of, <laughs> you know, kind of worked. Um, I remember uh, what I was saying before, but... Um, you were talking yeah. about how your mom was not shown how to be, you know, Yeah, a mom, yeah, so, so she, she couldn't really be that you. cool mom. Right. You know, so I kind of just had to, like, figure out, you know, a lot of shit just... Um, on my own you yeah, know um and be, you know i was the the first child so i was kind of like the you know i guess the, the, the head leader of the, of the family yeah, um you know but which can be a, a great thing but also a difficult thing because then when you're having issues you don't really know who to turn to if you're like if you're like um if you're the boss yeah um, but yeah i mean it's hard to sum up your whole childhood you yeah know, in like is. a few sentences but you know we i i remember you know growing up i do remember a lot of jewish holidays um i do remember at a certain point like when i was younger younger i was really like into being religious and then at a certain point god if i'm gonna be really honest you know when i stopped believing in god is when my first boyfriend dumped me oh. <laughs> and i was like this how Capricorn have, of you. if there was a god this wouldn't have happened how so old were you when that fuck happened? you that was i don't believe in god anymore because you messed with me oh. and i did everything right and i think after that it was just kinda, how old were you i started when that smoking cigarettes and going out on friday nights and hanging out with bad kids how old was i I was in 
sixth grade yeah that was my next question how were you as a child like growing up your junior high and high school years like I mean it's so you know like we we were like the last generation of people to grow up without like cell phones oh yeah no I'm so thankful it talks like the stone age yeah you know (laughs) like I feel like I'm talking about like yeah (laughs) like like somebody talking about you know yeah yeah. taking a horse and buggy you know no but I love it because we have so much wisdom that these kids nowadays are never gonna have like, yeah. They didn't have to fucking drink out of water hoses. They didn't have to fucking be home when the street lights were on. Like, it right? was, it's just a whole different vibe. All these kids and nowadays it, are raised by cell phones. If you were lost, you were like really lost. Oh, yeah. There's know? no fucking GPS. Like, your, your parents home. would have to yeah. like call the policeman to like figure out where you were yeah, if you just absolutely. went for a walk and didn't know where. I mean, I can't, like, you know, it's crazy. Um, but yeah. Uh, How were you in high school and like junior high? What was baby Joanna like? I'm going to say I was, so I think I was kind of like bossy and, and I don't know. I, I imagined a lot. I actually, I wrote a lot of stories when I was like a kid, kid. I won all these like um, awards for like writing like weird, ridiculous like stories and mm-hmm. stuff. I think I was kind I of in that. my own like imaginary land. Yeah. It was your escape. Um, yeah. So I do think I actually got like really depressed when like reality hit. You know what I mean? I think also, I mean, I've learned now I have been to like a lot of like therapy and stuff like that, you know, like kind of like like I was like had my my own, you know, uh, I don't know. In my family, I was like very comfortable, like I said, because I was kind of could kind of do whatever I want. And then, you know, going to school and like dealing with, you know, friends and I don't know this and that. Like, I think um I, I think I was like not really sure how to navigate the real world is um, also I think that's Were you rebellious when, were you into drugs like I did yeah, yeah I got I got into drugs you know I was kind of always looking for like the bad mm-hmm. kids mm-hmm. Um, I, I started to feel um, kind of lost I mean I, I went to a pretty like snobby high school um, so I do think like not having the this like picturesque family like everyone else had. Like I said, my mom didn't really speak much English. My dad wasn't around much. Um, and, you know, my dad, like I love him to death. You know, he's like sort of like antisocial. And I would like, you know, it just seemed like it was the very typical like all the, the girls who, and, you know, and guys who played sports, they would all hang out with each right, other. The clicks. cheerleaders, mm-hmm. the jo- you know what I mean? And there was just this like community. There was like this big, you know, uh, from what it seemed like just very like functional um very like well raised you know people like community people that I just could not fit into I did know that all the other mothers in the community thought that my mom was really strange um you could kind of see it Mm -hmm. you know growing up um, which is why I'm always like very sensitive to this day like with how people treat like foreign people because I'd see like people talk to my mom and they'd start yelling at her like like she was deaf and I'm like she's not deaf she doesn't speak English you can scream this (laughs) sentence as loud as you want you know what I mean so a lot of people they thought my mom was kind of strange she she was just you know had weird how you know I remember right. we'd go to the like swim club that everybody would go to and all the kids would like laugh at my mom because she like didn't shave her armpits you know oh, and like stuff like hurtful. that and like and it made them not wa- really want to be friends with you either I, I can't really kids explain are so it fucking mean, dude. kids are mean yeah, and you know we so. really grew up in an age where like now I feel like like anti-bullying is like just like a, a real thing like yeah it wasn't like that when we were younger you know like kids were just allowed to be mean no they were allowed to be mean and you either fought or fuck it it was like kill or be killed yeah you know? yeah, yeah. 
I think um, I Which got I kind of very... wish kids were more like that nowadays. I wish they would fucking just pop each other in the mouth and get it over with. Yeah, you know? I think maybe it might be too. <laughs> Not that extreme. I'm condoning violence or anything, right? but I just feel like I don't this know generation. How, yeah, I mean, I can't speak. I'm not a parent, so I don't really. I can't yeah. say like what. No, I am. Is better, and fucking, you know? I'm a step parent, and they're mean <laughs> as shit, dude. There's been so many times our, my stepdaughters came home, and I've been like, pop her in her fucking mouth. She'll leave you alone, you know. And she's like, I can't do that. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, things have changed, you know. Things have changed, yeah. Erin, let's switch over to you real quick. Let's find Hi. out, you know, where you came from and how you were. So I have a a different story than yeah. Joanna. Uh, I was born in San Diego, California, and my father was a preacher. Wow, I did Christian, not see that I, So I, uh, I'm the son of a pastor, son of a preacher man. Uh, and uh, so I grew up very heavy in the Christian church. Like wow. Six nights a week, go to youth group, feed the homeless. You're, I was homeschooled for junior high, so I would just go to work with my dad and do my like homework in his office. Um, and I... Uh, did not do drugs. I did not party. I did not drink. I was actually a, a model child. Now that I look back, I'm very confident. I got good grades. Yeah. I, uh, I went to church. I did all the, I was a good kid. You, you did know? everything you were yeah, told I did. I did. supposed to do. Well, I didn't do everything I was told. Right. But, but uh, I was a, a very easy child to my parents. Right. Um, and do you have siblings? I have a a younger brother and a younger sister. So I'm the oldest. And, uh, what denomination was it that you grew up with? Uh, you know, wherever my dad could get a job, oh, sometimes gotcha. Baptist, sometimes evangelical, whatever. Oh, gosh. You know. It gets scary uh, when you start I'm, switching denominations. Too. Well, I mean, and what I've learned ultimately from growing up and seeing it is it's all the fucking same. Right. It's, it's, so all the same it's all and, fear, and fear like there's like two little things that everyone wants to argue over mm. and then they divide into their camps and like uh i think that's a really good point to prove because everybody always you know tries to separate each religion and really it is all the same it's, it's and not only and this is now i'm just speaking of my opinion not only is all this different subsects of christianity the same in my opinion all re religion right is, basically the same right. it's created yeah. by humans mm -hmm. who no one can really track exactly when it started there's no record of it and some human was spoken to by a higher power and now this human can control the population yes so it's it's uh, a way to keep humans in line mm -hmm. in my Fair. opinion Fair um and uh as soon as i basically got into high school and i got into punk rock like that was kind of the thing that woke me up and was like oh this is where i belong this is my scene were I, you playing it yeah i, I okay. was playing in bands since i was 15 okay. I, I started touring um and i really was were like they christian bands no no okay no. so your parents i did well i did to start to be music? to be no they did not okay, i had to mind it i was not allowed to watch movies unless it was rated g me too i was not allowed to listen to the radio we were also really poor so we didn't yeah. have the internet we mm -hmm. didn't have cable tv yeah i had that. to type my fucking homework on a typewriter like a real typewriter that's crazy i didn't um, have to do that yeah and uh, <laughs> yeah and be, well because what a lot of people don't realize is unless you're preacher on tv one of those mega right pastors don't make any money or whatever like your your local community preacher in like the the neighborhood church with like right. 100 people is not making any money mm -hmm. like um so we were very broke and very religious <laughs> oh my gosh that's brutal it's so, like bringing me flashbacks back yeah. to my childhood so i don't i do not have fond memories of my childhood most of them were at best uh 
or excuse me, I actually have a lot of fond memories of growing up, but they were never involving my, my parents or my family. I, I would go find my, my people, my friends, and I would just, you know, make up lies and yeah. disappear and go stay at friends' houses. And um, Were you not close to your family or just, no. it was just the religion? That no, was... it, we, the, the, the household I grew up in was very much like a, like a religious boarding school. Mm. So there was not a lot of warmth. There was not a lot of closeness. Um, but there was a lot of rules right. <laughs> and you were expected to follow them or, you know, fire and brimstone will come down on you. Yeah. So it was extremely conservative, extremely strict, extremely Christian and extremely cold. Mm. I, it was like so opposite of me yeah. when he first, you know, was meeting my family. It used to be really, I mean, even still to this day, it can be a little like it triggering, you know, for him. Cause like we, no matter what, you guys are family. The first, we really the first love time I attended other. one of her family, yeah. like Thanksgivings, and I saw like 50 people all who loved each other and Aww. like wanted to be together. I was like, or even if we, if we're screaming at each other, yeah, because like also that was screaming love, right? each other. It's with lover. Like if there's right. a problem, like, you know, when I did, which, you know, first get in the industry, of course there were issues with yeah. it. Of course people were uncomfortable we all just kind of yelled it out right you know you and like communicated and, and figured it out and, and got, you know and and like with Aaron there's so many issues in his mm. family and everyone's just so quiet about it it's They're very like, cold yeah mm, like I've it. even That's like you know I've hung out with, with certain family members of his and it's like we're all just like acting like like we're at a job interview or something and sometimes like, you be like have to can be we address together. the elephant in the room and like you know what i mean like sometimes Aww. it's it's hard for me you've probably been very healing for him in that I, aspect i i you know it i try to be like Aww. um yeah i don't understand you know i mean fast forward like family is always a strange thing to talk about because his dad um when we first I'll, when we I'll, first got together yeah like um his dad um kind of you know, disowned him, um, but Not because of, of me, <laughs> yeah. But it was basically it was before he was doing it. Yeah, so we, I can't wait to for yeah, you guys to tell um, your story. But it, it it hurts me to see. Um, how could anyone just like dump their child? Their child, yeah. like, like how do you how how do you do that? Yeah, <laughs> like, no, you well, know, I, I I, think... I've done so many awful things. Aaron is like a wonderful child. Aww. I did so many shitty things and my parents didn't dump me. <laughs> I mean, that's also the issue with this um, dedication to religion beyond right. all else. Mm -hmm. And it will, I mean, my father to his, the one thing I, I do weirdly respect is he never wavered. He never uh, changed his stance. Yeah. He, he wouldn't, um, he was all in. He was all, and he still is for, I mean, I haven't seen him in over a decade, so I don't really know. Mm -hmm. But um, it because of that we were never. It's family's okay. Hard, you know. It's okay. He would. I invited Be him to our I wedding. Got it, I got it. <laughs> because of that, we never got to know each other as people. Oh. And uh, that's kind of the part I miss, or, or not miss, but well, um, your inner child needs that. Your inner child wants to be. It's just the part that uh, bums me out the most. Yeah. Your inner child wants to be loved and wants to be nurtured. That little boy inside of you still is searching for that, that just relationship with his father, you know? Yeah. And, and her family has been phenomenal in uh, showing me what a real family is. Huh? Yeah. And I'm really, really grateful to them. Mm, that's just so hurtful. And I'm sorry that, you know, 
I can relate to a lot of your story. I ended up leaving home at 14 because my parents were, so, my parents went from being rock and rollers. My dad was in a band, secular mm-hmm. music, fucking hoes, fucking <laughs> doing drugs Living to all of life. a sudden, literally just Bible thumping. I wasn't really, to to really. That's interesting. What, did he like find Jesus at later in life or something? I think he just got caught with his pants down and had to make an extreme life change. change. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happened to me. Like it became a boarding school. Like you said, like I had to practice piano, uh, you know, an hour a day. If I didn't learn a song, I didn't go out to play. I was grounded 24 mm-hmm. fucking seven. Like could mm-hmm. doors taken off the hinges, windows nailed shut. Like it was fucking crazy I shit. Well, when his on. dad. So I get it. Pretty much. I don't know broke up with him I do remember the conversation and I it it felt like like he just got fired from a job like Mm -hmm. well you know I looked over your application and you're not really meeting the criteria and um so we're just gonna get you out and I was so just like and this is when you guys first got together basically no yeah we had been like two years we I wasn't even in the adult industry i was just her boyfriend a guy who played in a band so and was when, her boyfriend. yeah so you got yeah. into to music and so high i was school. i was playing in music in high school and then in my uh college years um i went and i got an associate's degree in graphic design and i was set to go to san diego state for uh for another uh degree i guess <laughs> yeah yeah and at the, and then my band got a record deal and we got on awesome. tour and i was like fuck school i'm gonna go be a rock star yeah <laughs> and i basically spent most of my early and mid 20s playing in a band living the dream you know i was in a van with my best friends we were traveling all over the country how did your parents take that evening? they didn't like it okay but they still let you go on tour they, and well once i was 18 i moved out immediately oh, gotcha. so okay. they so couldn't say like, shit roll, yeah. and uh they they've never really been a fan of anything i've done <laughs> unfortunately yeah. uh and so, so you start raking in the big bucks and then all of a sudden uh, you're the gold even when i did they no. still don't oh, yeah. i mean well and to this day i don't even know if my father knows I do porn because he disowned me just for being with her. Wow. Just that was and enough it was, for him. It was so hard for me because, yeah, when we first got together, it was so important for me to meet his family because, like I said, family is yeah, really important to me. Because that's what you know. And, and, I w- and I was like, I really want to meet your family. And he's like, okay, you can't tell them what you do. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And, and it like, wasn't because, because I was ashamed. No, it was because I, I wanted to. I get well, it. I wanted yeah. her to get a real chance. Right. You and wanted I, them to love and my, her. And I was like, you know what? I get it. It's weird. And um, I usually like to wait till a few, a little while, you know, yeah. whatever. But I was like, I'm going to get to know them and they're going to love me. And like, and they did. so by the time they find until, out, it won't even matter. They, that was sort of what I expected yeah. to happen. So basically so they, you were on the road and you so, go from there. So, oh, so, so yeah. Oh, so yeah, yeah. yeah we, had, we haven't met yet at yeah. this point in my life. <laughs> so I'm, we're getting I'm, there, though. Many other girls I'm in my twenties. <laughs> I'm, you know, living the punk rock dream, playing in bands, touring, getting to see new cities. Uh, you know, you, you got the, we're going to get somewhere. We're going to be you know, on the radio. We're going to this and that. And, you know, um, and then that man kind of broke up and I started a, a company in San Diego. Uh, so I owned for about seven years and operated a, like a screen printing and like merchandise okay. company. Mm-hmm. Cause again, I, I, all I wanted to do was be in a band. So I was like, okay, well I still have to make money. Right. What can I do that allows me to have a free schedule that doesn't have a dress code? And I was like, well, I'll just fucking start my own business and yeah. print t-shirts for everyone else's band still that tapping into your creative that side diy too. creative side mm-hmm. so and i did all the design and it was it was a fun business to run but it made 
no money. It no. was like, and I'm a terrible business person. Yeah. <laughs> so that was Awful. part of it. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, uh, I'm right. all, all uh, you guys are like Jay and I. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like I, I'm, really, uh, I, I got good hair grounded. and good tattoos and no business sense. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we um, really are like, so, like so, so anyway, so that was all happening. And meanwhile, Joanna's up in LA being big famous Joanna. Right. So let's cut your story yeah. right there and let's head back over to you, Joanna. We had left off on, uh, you know, your high school years and stuff like that. Oh, when yeah. did you branch off and start going in the direction of porn? Was that um, So, you know, school? I went to uh, college. Okay. I did. I went to college. I went to Rutgers. Co- college was really where I like mm-hmm. kind of thrived and found myself. High school was pretty miserable. Um, you know, I never really, I think also I, you know, I did, I did, uh, which I, I could go into something else completely. I did grow up in a... It's like we were the poorest family in the rich neighborhood. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, everyone was really wealthy in my high school. Um, and I, I didn't fit in with, with anybody. They're very snobby, you right. know, very, yeah. like, preppy, whatever. I just... I had a hard time, yeah. you know, finding myself, and I, I couldn't really thrive as a person. Anyway, college was, was where, you know, there were a lot of people like me. You know, there was a really big, you know, punk scene, and... um. I just really like got to really kind of um, find myself there and, you know, being able to have my own apartment. And I don't, I felt like, like I, I really grew up Belonged in college. somewhere though. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was really able to kind of um, become someone or something or, yeah. you know, my, it's like my personality was sort of hidden. Right. All of like elementary school and, and, you know, in call in high school. Well, it's um, kind of like, like what of, you want, your parents want you to be like when you're growing yeah, up. Yeah. But I knew really I didn't want to be. Yeah. And it was hard for me to even understand who my parents wanted me to be. Right. <laughs> so I, I think I was just really lost and yeah. I got really depressed and I just sort of gravitated towards anyone who like did drugs because that just seemed like <laughs> the right thing to do. Anyway, college is a good time. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but somehow I did get good grades throughout all that, but whatever. Um, yeah. Anyway. Good, uh, good uh, so I, I, you know, really found myself in college. Um, I had a lot of good times really like kind of explored being a writer being at whatever I went through a lot of different phases of different things yeah. in college but um, I, I mean I guess I started I started Burning Angel um, my senior year of Were college you always like into <laughs> No, this porn was, you know, like it I was just never a... into porn. So you didn't start all? out like a webcam girl or anything like no, that? No, I mean, that okay. didn't even exist then. Right. You have to understand, okay. Burning Angel started in 2002. Wow. You know, like okay. this was, there was not very much going on on the internet. There you wasn't know what a lot I mean? of women who were um, running porn companies either back then. No. It was all male dominated. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it really, the, the shorter version of the story, which, you know, I know I've told it many times. I mean... I was I was starting to be like a little bit like like because that is the thing you know first of all growing up in a family we didn't talk about sex ever you know mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know being in the punk scene like the punk scene is very expressive about a lot of things but oh, yeah. not sex you know what I mean right. I was like a pretty <laughs> it's kind big, of angry like, yeah angry yeah you know? <laughs> I was like you know a very big time like activist you know right. and like whatever but um kind of like sex was just not a topping also like back in that time like me and my friends that were girls we were always like talking about bands and movies and and this and that like we weren't we didn't, I didn't have like a group of girlfriends to like talk about sex with like it was kind of like this uncomfortable oh you could have came and hung out with us I know up in right? Vegas, that's all we talked about I know. we grew up aspiring till, to be strippers right not till later <laughs> that was in our life, life goal. I don't know what it was you know we would talk about 
music and movies yeah. and books and changing the world you were normal being vegan and <laughs> vegan was i is that normal i don't really know i don't even know, you know? what normal is anymore yeah but it I, wasn't i know mine stemmed from a lot of trauma right and, so I, I kind of just like but there was this like part of me like that wanted to get out you know like i was like yeah uh, like like trying to like figure out what my like sexual thing was you know and yeah. i i like i was kind of like couldn't really decide am i like one of the boys you know because a lot of my friends are guys am i a slut that fucks all the guys you know or am i like am i looking for a boyfriend am i looking to like have sex with everyone i don't know i, I couldn't really figure out where yeah. on the sexual spectrum i fit in you mm-hmm. know um and, and i actually did realize like i think in my brain i wanted to be like a really big slut like i always like looked up <laughs> to the other sluts i was like it's was so it that cool. you wanted to be a really big slut or you just wanted to be desired by men um I don't I wanted to go out every night and fuck someone else but like every <laughs> yeah. time I do I that it. I would get attached you know Aww. I found myself getting attached to like everyone and A always Capricorn falling in attached? love with people and not like not really knowing what to is. do about what well, do you know what your moon sign is no, I don't know we'll have to figure it out I'll do your birth chart for you yeah so it was uh, it was hard for me to be a slut, um, but I really tried really hard. Um, <laughs> um, uh, but I did wind up sleeping with a lot of people that I thought all of them were going to be my boyfriend, and most of them didn't want to be my boyfriend. But um, but uh, uh, anyway, I don't know. Fast forward till later. Um, Sorry, I, I wound up writing a lot about this. Okay, this is really going somewhere, I promise. I wound up like kind of like I was in a lot. I, I was a creative writing major and I started sort of writing all these like weird like sex poems. You know, mm-hmm. some of them were kind of funny. You manifested. Were, yeah, yeah. I even wound up getting like uh, because I was in my senior year of college, um, you could take like an internship instead of a class like, you know, for college credit. And I wound up like interning at this like like sort of yuppie-ish sex magazine so it wasn't you know it was sort of like and it was a website one of the it was called nerve.com it was I think I think if I don't want to it was one of the first like dating sites actually and then they had all these articles they had like artsy nude photography they had like it was owned by a couple they had this really cool swanky office in New York Mm -hmm. um I don't know it was kind of like inspiring to me and they'd have these like sex educators come in and talk and I don't know it was a way for me to sort of like (laughs) explore sex right without really having much of it but, but somebody <laughs> guiding you and like kind of telling you yeah. what you need to do because your mom didn't do that exactly you know? so you were oh, trying to figure that's, it yeah, out interesting that own. I figured that out now and then I would kind of come <laughs> home I lived in a house with seven dudes they were all just my friends it was this punk rock house we had shows in the basement and everything and one of them was you know who became my best friend who's you know I guess became my business partner and still my best friend to this day is Mitch um I lived with him we were we were best friends we were not dating or anything like that um I don't know I would come home and just like read all the guys in my house my weird sex poems I wrote in English class I don't really know why right (laughs) um I would talk to them about everything I was doing in the internship and I don't know one day Mitch was like we should start a porn site we love Mitch for that yeah (laughs) thanks Mitch. and I was like that's a great idea Pretty much. I knew nothing about porn. You know, I didn't. He was a guy that watched porn. I actually remember once my only experience with porn, if you even want to call it that, is I came home one night late and like I was like, where is everyone? Everybody home? Like usually like at three in the morning, we'd all be like, you know, drunk eating pizza or something. Right. Vegan pizza, which was just um, 
bread and tomato sauce really <laughs> right. they didn't have vegan cheese back yeah then. yeah yeah they didn't have vegan cheese right. back then we would literally order pizza without cheese and the person on the phone would be like that's not pizza <laughs> yeah you're eating bread you're and eating tomato bread sauce. sauce yeah yeah they'd be like oh i'm home everybody and i was like where is everyone where is everyone and i remember opening my roommate's like door and all seven of the guys i lived in a house with were watching girls gone wild oh. and i was like ah and i watched it for like a minute i mean that's not even um porn but you know right. whatever it was like, you know remember yeah. the infomercials oh you yeah how can i forget really, yeah. i'm really dating myself now no like, no no this is I like was around, this is like vintage I was, so 2002 i was 22 so right. i know exactly yeah i mean we're the how you're how, we're the same I'm 42 age, i'm gonna be 42 in a few weeks yeah so we're I'll the be same 43 age. so wow. i get it this is all like <laughs> this is all the same era yeah nostalgia so it's really my <laughs> only like experience with porn and you know my only other experience with porn was like I had a good friend and oh yeah I remember you know the cover of the Blink-182 album mm -hmm. you know I remember being like god that girl is so beautiful and someone's like that's Janine she's a famous porn star yep. and I was like what is a famous porn star and they're like she's like in a lot of like I don't know and then I remember kind of being in a video store trying to find videos of this of Janine <laughs> just because she was in the Blink you know the yeah Blink yeah I think a lot of us did that I too. knew very little yeah. about but anyway yeah. from that point on I was like that's a great idea. Let's start a porn site. And that was kind of where it began. Um, and then April uh, 2nd, 2002 was when it actually started. And I think that I, first conversation happened sometime in, in like November, December, you know, probably... 2001 so i don't know yeah and then it was like all so, right let's make this happen when you so launched, that was a short version yeah. yeah so when you launched this site it was burningangel.com mm -hmm. and what was it was it like a just photos porn blog oh, it, okay, was so it was just photo. photos at first there was photo sets of different girls and originally i wasn't even going to be on the website mm. i was like nobody wants to like see me naked you know yeah they do yeah <laughs> and uh i just did not think of myself like that at all mm. and then i remember trying to find other girls to do it and the first thing every girl would say is like, well, did you do it? And I'd be like, uh, no. And so at a certain point, I just started to feel like really hypocritical, like asking girls to do something that right. I wouldn't do myself. Like you're pimping them out. Yeah. And I was like, okay. I, and then I remember coming home being like, all right, Mitch, like, I think I'm going to be on the website. And he was like, what? And all the guys in the house are kind of like laughing. Like I was not like this, the, you know what You're I mean? You're like their sister, little sister. Yeah. 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 And, and I was like, like I'm no. going to do it. I was like, well, just, I think it'll make the other girls more comfortable. I feel weird asking them to do something I wouldn't do. Also like keep in mind now, I don't even know, like if anyone trying to imagine me back then it's like i'm walking around my college campus like we i live in a house with eight guys we have one digital camera right kind of that somebody borrowed from their mom and we did not have a professional if anyone Polaroid asked you to be pictures. on a porn site and that's their setup say no i mean right. you know, like, like it was not a professional operation right. but i was just so excited and so passionate about it yeah. i don't know i really wanted to you make this in like yourself yeah make this like empowering for women you know things so the original burning angel was just photo sets and um and i put some of my like weird sex stories on there too and then there was also um band interviews so i was doing the band interviews and we would like you know i'd like ask the bands about sex and stuff gotcha. like that um and that was the original burning angel that started in I love 2002 that. i never knew that story yeah i love yeah. that a lot pretty Aaron, yeah. let's switch over to you. Mm -hmm. So you're on the road. Mm -hmm. Joanna's doing her burning angel thing. Take me from there. So in the early 2000s, uh, I was just touring in, you know, little punk bands, having fun, bartending, you know, running my business, doing all that. 
and uh, my business is actually how we met. Right. So uh, basically for a while, Joanna was just a client of mine and Burning Angel. So we would in the warehouse be printing t-shirts that said like blowjob and anal and like, you know, like <laughs> silly like merch. And we all, she was very famous even then. So we all knew who she was and we were big fans and we had like no. a poster of her on the wall and we thought it was so cool. Oh, we're making you know, shirts for Joe and Angel. It's so oh. rad. Never did I, it even occurred to me that, you know, we'd be sitting here years right, later. Fuck. 11 years and, later. Uh, I, there was one mutual friend, weirdly, that we didn't realize we had, um, a guy from San Diego who I knew through the music scene. And he, at the time, was uh, a, male performer became, yeah. so mm -hmm. joanna was, was hiring him as a he was like as, the, as talent on their that. sets and at some point she was complaining about her last relationship to him and i was bitching about mine and he's like you know i think you two might be might be <laughs> well, kind of cool together and yeah. and yeah. uh that that's how it all started it was our friend he, he went by brian street team shout out to you brian shout out brian uh, and he I he is you. the the sole reason that me and joanna are together yeah Aww, brian was like that. my best friend um, yeah, and he um, basically, he originally hooked us up because I needed a new person to make like t-shirts and stuff for right. conventions because the person I was using like went out of business or whatever. Right. Um, and I was, so originally I was just ordering shirts and stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and um, yeah, I remember at a certain point, like I was in a really long relationship that a lot of people knew about and that ended. And then after that, um, I was dating this you know another guy um whatever it's dating is a complicated <laughs> thing when you're in the porn industry so i found myself being you know 30 years old already a pretty established porn star yeah, and so like when did single you, when did you, you know? take the the jump from doing just pictures to porn oh god yeah i That's mean that like huge... burning angel launched in 2002 i think right. by 2005 mm -hmm. we started making like videos and stuff like okay, that gotcha. that was like yeah um but way later yeah um you know i found myself at that point you know uh, this was probably what year did we meet what year i was now? 29 was like, when we met okay so, so that's like 11 years ago so yeah so fast forward to later i'm a pretty like established porn star and yeah being 30 years old and single and like in porn and you know and i was like like every date i go on was just like it's like all manners just go out the window. They're like, right. oh, you're a porn star. Let me just like, Treat you know. Treat you any way that I want. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or just like not, you know, every like date kind of started to feel like I'm on some like, like interview. About right. Like, you know what I mean? I it's don't almost know. like they don't think like. Like you're a person. Women, right. Yeah. Like women in porn don't have a brain. Yeah. And you know, whatever. Meanwhile, you're thing. running an entire business. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> they should um, be asking you about that. So, yeah. Course. And also right. it's like if I just wanted to fuck someone random, I'm going to do it with a professional right. sex person on camera yeah. and like make, you know, and, and, and have fun and make money of it. That's how so I So like off I camera. Yeah. That was always my thing. Like, like off camera, I wanted it, whatever I had to be meaningful, you know? Um, but like I said before, I was never very good at one night stands <laughs> anyway. You're just a hopeless but, romantic. Right? I Porn love that was the perfect you, place for me because I could explore myself sexually without right. getting like attached to anyone. Right. That's I how could I just was. have I, a great time. I did escorting. I never got into porn, but I was high end escort. Right. And that's exactly how I felt too. I get to pick who I wanted to have sex with. I got right. paid a shitload of fucking money. And then I didn't have to talk to you again unless you wanted to be my regular and pay me a shit ton of money. Right. So, but it's a controlled environment that's going to like start and end. 
Mm-hmm. So it kind of like, you know what I mean? You could really throw yourself into it for that hour and then just kind of throw yourself out of it. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. The um, disconnect. Yep. But uh, yeah, anyway, I don't know. So I, I remember like, like he, I was ordering like shirts from him and yeah. And I remember one night it was like after like I was in this like kind of, you know, short lived relationship with someone that, you know, that ended because whatever he was, you know. He wasn't the one. Yeah, because because yeah. <laughs> he was making well, way for he, Aaron. He just decided he that because me. I was a porn star, that he should be able to cheat on me all the time. Aww. You know, doing the typical thing. It's like, well, you cheat on me every time you go to work, and I was I like, no, that. I'm not. I'm going to fucking work. I can't stand dudes <laughs> like that. That's anyway. so weird to me. So yeah, so he was cheating on me, even though he framed it as not cheating. He was right. getting even at me for going to work. I guess right. I don't know. Whatever. Just being anyway. Insecure. And I was just like so bummed. It was like the fourth time that had happened in like a year. And I remember like crying to Brian about it. And I was like, it's just like, why is this like so hard? I, you know, like everything else in my life is so great and blah, blah, blah. And he was like, you know, who I think you'd be good with is Aaron. You know, <laughs> I was like, oh, like the guy that's making my shirts. And, and I was we, like, she didn't know what I was. Were you on her? What? Already? Were you well, I was a, a fan. I was oh, yeah. straight up a fan. Right. And that's all I was. I didn't. We had never met in person. We. Oh, yeah. She did not know what I looked like. Oh, she had, okay. it I really, was all, I didn't she even just know what looked orders, like. Through our system, emailing. Okay, gotcha. So she, I knew very much who she was. She had no clue who gotcha. I was. Gotcha. You didn't yep. know you had the stud making your shirt. I really didn't know. Oh, I, I didn't that. know. So, yeah. And then I remember he showed me a picture of him where you were like with this like acoustic guitar. And I was like, oh, God. She, uh, I'll quote you. She said, <laughs> he looks like an emo douche. Oh, that's my but type. So, th- so that was <laughs> yeah. the first impression of me from Joanna Angel. But then he showed me another picture. Where you did, where you looked really sexy. I still looked emo, just not like a dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't look, you didn't have an acoustic guitar. Everything was the same. There was just no acoustic guitar. So, so that suddenly you were hot. I feel like musicians Um, get a bad rap though, you know? Like, usually it's deserved. Well, yeah, I married one, so trust me. Also, (laughs) I get it. The last three guys I had been, you know, whatever, in some weird thing with that didn't go anywhere was a musician. Joanna clearly has a type. I have a type. Right. Anyway, um, so whatever, I was like, once I, it, I was like, you know what? I do want to go on a date with this guy. I had to figure Aww. out how to go from like ordering shirts to like hitting on him, which mm. was, I started just like calling the office or emailing <laughs> with like questions about things that I really didn't have, you know? And I would try to be like, like, I don't know. I just started like saying dumb shit. Like I would be like, oh yeah. So for my next order of shirts, I think we should do this. What do you think about it? And you'd be yeah. like. I don't know. Uh, like, I'm like, whatever you want, yeah. Joanna Angel. You're, you're my customer. Like, I'll and do it. Most of the time, we just talked over email. Or Gchat. But like, no, right. I, we weren't even talking on Gchat. We were talking over email, and I just took it upon myself to start sending you Gchat messages maybe, maybe through was. your email. And, and then, So Brian hadn't filled you in that she saw a picture of you? I don't think he filled you well, in not, yet. Not initially. And then at some point, even I was like, all right, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Like, am I like tripping balls like is this is, the twilight is, zone? i was like there's no way the joanna angel is like hitting on me through email this makes no sense <laughs> and then at my my friend though was like at some point i was like no like you guys make make a move man like yeah, do something yeah. you know <laughs> and then i i remember and, it was the fourth like around the fourth of july yeah. i was like try i thought you know because he lived in san diego i lived yeah, in la there was no like hey do you want to meet up at a bar you know right. like like you had we had to really actually like, make so i remember being like hey my friend is throwing a big fourth of july party do you and your friends want to come that seemed like a nice fair no you know like kind of like kind of right. like like if he didn't go for it it was like oh i just invited him to a party you right. know I was like, oh, come to this 4th of July party I, my friends are having. And I almost blew it completely. Yeah, I didn't and go. then he said he so, was going to come. Aaron. So Joanna invites me, and 
I, again, I'm like, quote unquote, like a nobody at this point. Mm. And Joanna is very much a somebody. And I got really nervous. And uh, San Diego to LA is about three hours. Right. And I, it was 4th of July. So I, I went to like a friend's barbecue earlier in the day and I was going to go up and I got too drunk to drive basically because oh, I was no. just too nervous. <laughs> and I basically, uh, I pussied out. And uh, the next day on July 5th, I woke up and I was like, dude, you really blew that. Like, what is wrong with you? Like, I was really like, mad. And, and, sh- and I... Because I kept being like, I think he's going to be here later. And, I, and, and even at some point when she knew I was going to come here, I could feel it through the text. She was like, whatever, bro. Like, okay. Yeah. And the next day, I was just like, hey, I am super sorry. If you want to tell me to fuck off, it's cool, but I will drive up now, like right now to LA. I'll drive three hours. Like, can we have lunch? Can we do something just... To make up like, for I, it. Like, if you'll give me a shot. Mm-hmm. And she was like... Stay tuned to next week's episode to see what happens in part two of Dumb Blonde Podcast. What's up, guys? Don't forget to sub to Patreon so that you can see the visuals. Because not only do we have episodes of the podcast, we have exclusive content that nobody else sees on any other apps, behind the scenes, photo shoots, and we're dropping a whole bunch of surprising stuff this year. So if you guys don't want to miss out and you want to be the first to know, go over to our Patreon, www.dumblondunrated.com. Love ya.